0: Welcome back to Geek Play, episode 22, Movies. I am the fearless co-host, Brian. As with me, as always, is our vicious co-host, Joe.
1: I don't think that's very funny, you laughing at my mule.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <What>? <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay,
0: yeah. so, and once again with us is Winchester. Hello. And the admin.
3: I... Can't top Joe. <laughs> Hi, everybody.
0: <laughs> and of course, last but not least, your host with the most, Mr. Johnny Panda. What and da? JP? What's up? So, um, <laughs> I am. Whoa.
3: Okay.
1: I think that completely I broke everybody with the money. Yeah. Maybe yeah, 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 we, yeah. we should
3: do <laughs> another take. I, I think we should do no. Another
1: uh, take. No way.
0: No, we, so, we are God. not taking
1: that. So that quote is from a fistful of dollars. And Clint Eastwood, when he gets into town and, you know, the cowboys sh- shoot at his donkey. And that leads into our subject tonight, American remakes of foreign films.
4: Or movies for people who are too damn lazy to read subtitles.
5: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: hey, oh, to I be
0: fair, there are those with poor eyesight who have trouble reading oh, subtitles. Oh, just put,
4: just get some Where contact lenses. Glasses, lens. glasses. <laughs> come on now. Just
1: don't go to 3D movies.
4: Can oh, you imagine yeah. a 3D subtitled movie that'd be like I'd <laughs> <laughs> oh really have to leave <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well before we but, get into that, we're gonna do a little bit of housekeeping. So first up, housekeeping. Just to reiterate, I know we talked about it last time, but I just want to throw it out there again. A Couple cons coming up at the end of the month. Days of terror at the Scottish Rights Center in Sacramento. You can find out more information about Days of Terror at daysofterror.com. That'll be on the 28th and 29th of this very month. Directly after that, on Sunday, the 30th, will be SACCon at the very same location. And you can learn more about SACCon at sac-con.com. And that's the Comics, Toy, and Anime Expo. Or not Expo, but show. And they're and both in the same place? They're both in the same place in the awesome. same weekend. How can okay.
3: We're going to
1: find all the best like spots to set up.
3: There's going to be a lot of very busy nerds there that weekend. Oh, epically so,
4: yes. Mm-hmm. And we're really looking forward to the Days of Terror. Jason Doobie was talking about having making some kind of big announcement about his comic Scattered, like his horror comic. I think it was a horror comic. Is this? Yes. I haven't read that one, yeah. Huh. We have this Panda Days, and we're going to get into that, those, we're going to review those next time we do a comics podcast, but... He also has another several comics, and one of the comics is scattered, and that is a horror comic. And he'll be there at the Days of Terror convention, and we'll be making some kind of big announcement that he was very excited about, wanted to talk about, but couldn't talk about at Sac Anime, and so we're looking forward to seeing what that's all about. And so, Rude. yeah, very very cool. Next up, I want to talk a little bit about how well our Midnight Cast went. It was the very first Midnight Cast, Midnight Release of Borderlands Two. We took over. GameStop in Napa, California, and just had a bunch of fun. Tiger Paw from AirPlus Recordings did a great set. We got uh, admins' TV set up, and my PlayStation, and got an early copy of the game. People were able to try it out for a little while. And got some interviews coming up on the website at events.pandamanga.com. You can see what people's impressions were right off the bat and you know hear a little bit of the mayhem from the night. Our gallery's already up at events.pandamanga.com. And so make sure to check that out, and you can see kind of some of the mayhem that we were involved in, but uh, to really enjoy it, come to the next one, which will be Assassin's Creed 3, coming out October 30th, so the midnight release would be about 10 o'clock on the 29th. That's not 100% confirmed yet, I have to actually go down and talk to Anthony at GameStop, but... I think we have a standing invitation. We do have a standing invitation,
1: right. Come back and rock the joint Yes, yes. whenever we see fit.
4: But we haven't uh, We haven't officially said, this is the one we're going to go to, here's the flyers, oh. all that stuff. But make sure to go over to pandamanga.com and check out our events section and our events calendar more in particular to stay up to date on the things that are actually officially scheduled and that we will be there for and confirmed. Because I don't go onto the calendar until we are confirmed to be there. Mm. Uh, so, and then you'll be able to just, you know, peek around at the site and we'll keep everybody updated on, on the developments for that. Uh, we know that Tiger Pile will be back for the Assassin's Creed release. We don't know or haven't hammered down the other festivities, but trust that it'll be fun and uh, hopefully bigger and more insane than last time. We were able to hand out a bunch of gift certificates or gift cards for GameStop to help people, you know, pay a little less for their game that night. And mm-hmm. did a couple, little bit of trivia and had a bunch of fun doing some interviews. And, and was, a raffle full of swag. And, did, and a raffle full of swag. That was just, that was great. I had a really good yeah. time. What did you guys think? I mean... yeah, It was, was a cool. lot of fun. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, just that's... a bunch of fun. Joe was running around with the camera. The new Panda Manga's new toy yeah but a super sweet camera so hopefully you'll see some some video of our pretty faces soon
1: we're gonna need more batteries and another (laughs) card or two
3: (laughs) and a membership to a
5: gym maybe
4: (laughs) right i know right uh uh, let's see next up i wanted to talk a little bit about ape we finally heard back from comic con international and i i I guess after what winchester said about (laughs) how they're kind of hard or how they're infamous about getting back to people i don't feel so bad We did finally hear back from them. They sent us an email saying, here's what we need from you if you want to have a press pass. And so three of us sent it out, and hopefully we'll all be able to be there. Joe, the admin, and myself, JP, will be at Ape doing interviews and putting microphones in people's faces and taking pictures and just having a good time. So look for us there, and also look for Mandatory Roller Coaster. Aram French will be there as well. He will have his own exhibitor table, and we'll make sure to go up and patronize him a little bit and bother him a little bit and interview him. You can check out his stuff at MandatoryRollerCoaster.com. I know we haven't talked about that for a while, but he is still interested and he is still slated to be on the website we're doing some behind the scenes stuff you know gathering some content he's going to give us actually some high resolution versions of the stuff he's put out Uh on tumblr so it's kind of an extra little good reason to come check out the panda manga page for mandatory roller coaster as well as he's going through and labeling everything and, and titling everything so that if there's one you read a while back and you're trying to find you'll be able to search for it and so it'll be it'll be really slick You know, but so along with that comes, you know, dealing with contracts and dealing with, you know, all the kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. So we're still in the middle of that, but we are in communication. I spoke with them earlier this morning, and we will be having a mandatory roller coaster on PandaManga Tuesdays and Thursdays in the near future. No date confirmed yet, but definitely still happening. Very excited about that. One final piece of news. You did hear in the very beginning of the podcast that Winchester is back. Yes. Yes, but... (laughs) But... I did actually trick her into agreeing to come and uh, come a little more often. She has agreed to be our resident movie podcast host. Now, luckily, Sweet. that's that's really a commitment for one night every eight weeks. That's <laughs> so not a, that bad.
5: It's not that big of a stretch, <laughs> right,
4: exactly. But we had so much fun having her here last time, and her knowledge of movies is very broad. and And we're just excited to have her on the team and have her back again. So, thanks, Winchester. We're glad to have you on the team. Awesome. Oh, And that wraps up our housekeeping. Let's get into the subject of the night, American remakes of foreign films or movies for people who are too damn lazy to read subtitles. (laughs) (laughs) So the movie that we decided to specifically focus on tonight, or the pair of movies, is Quarantine and Wreck. You know, why? Why? Just because it's something we watched recently, and we thought, "Hey, this is a good idea," you know, because we're brilliant like that.
0: Well, let's not forget that we're also big fans of the verité found footage style and zombie survival stuff. So, yeah. gee, it, really it just, just kind
4: worked. of fit in. It does. It mm-hmm. does. And of course, the admin is like horror movies. I'm there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm pretty sure the one that recommended the uh, the Quarantine versus Rec too.
4: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Not
3: not that I. Did that on purpose or anything? No, of mm. course not. Not no, self-serving
4: no. at all. No, no. <laughs> no. Well, let's, let's educate a little bit about what
0: quarantine is. Okay, here's the IMDB. Again, that's IMDB for those of you who actually like to pronounce things correctly. Oh, the
4: uninitiated to the Brian's <laughs> ways and methods and insanity. Yes.
0: I personally like to take acronyms and just turn it into a full-on word. Why not? Yeah. Uh, so Okay, so the IMDB synopsis of REC goes like this. A television reporter and cameraman follow emergency workers into a dark apartment building and are quickly locked inside with something terrifying.
4: Well, that's really vague.
1: (laughs) 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 But that is kind of the plot. It is, you know, and
4: I think that we can just, we can say that the plot, we can, like, give some of the premise for both movies all at once, because it is, they are basically the exact same movie. Yeah. There are definitely some differences that that we're going to elaborate on, but... The the kind of the, the overall story the idea is very much the same. It starts out and you've got reporter Angela Vidal and in rec it was uh, Angela was played by Manuela Valesco and in the a uh, English version in the American version it was Jennifer Carpenter. You might recognize Jennifer Carpenter from Dexter more recently. Uh, She's I, did. I was like I was like oh yeah. Dexter damn yeah. hey <laughs> yeah. So essentially she goes in there with. Uh, or she's they're doing a piece they're like it's like a nighttime it's, TV it's show it's
0: a nighttime TV show I like believe while you're sleeping yes I believe both of them are called that
4: right and basically it's it's like a nighttime what goes on while you're sleeping sort of thing and they're doing a piece on firefighters and so you know it starts innocently enough while they're at a fire station and getting shown around and, and she's kind of sickeningly adorable <laughs> Yeah, you know, Um, Uh, and and big
1: smile, um, wide eyes. Yeah,
4: exactly. And you know, just is being shown around and shown how everything works, and you know how they use the slides and the poles and all their clothes work, and you know they jump into stuff fast, and you know where they eat and where they you know sleep and basketball and just kind of all the information. And then sure enough, they get called out to a call. And one of the things that they say is, and this is true. I actually have a couple friends who are firefighters and. The vast majority of firefighter calls are not fires, but they're medical, hmm. and so they get this—you know—call. Some woman is screaming and is distressed in some apartment building. It's very vague when they hear over the phone, and they head over there and get in there. And sure enough, there's this crazy lady in an apartment.
1: So the camera crew follows the emergency workers into the apartment, and the crazy old lady's in her underwear, covered in <laughs> blood,
3: as they do. <laughs> I just
1: must... so, yeah, you yeah, know, regular Thursday night in, in Madrid or Barcelona. Barcelona, Barcelona, yeah, for
4: rec, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was like, what was it in Los Angeles? Yeah, for rec, for, for... for quarantine. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's every night in LA. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's actually a factual statement, really. Right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> when I was there last for a couple days, that's what happened to me. <laughs>
4: Oh. Zombies, crazy bitches, and. Covered in blood. S- covered covered in, in blood, underwear,
3: madness. Yep. I was actually born in LA and I didn't make it to, God, four before I saw my first bloody person. <laughs>
5: <laughs> wow. <laughs> you fortunate. Really? Yeah, yeah,
3: seriously, yeah, I was actually three. Wow. Yeah, I don't raise children in LA. It's not a good plan. <laughs>
4: <laughs> not a choice. No. Yeah. So, she's in the apartment, and so, then what? Yeah,
1: she's in the apartment and proceeds to maul one of the police officers. It
4: takes a big old chunk out of his face. Yeah. This om, um, the nom and nom
1: Yeah, I don't know why, but it seems that in movies, when you see someone covered in blood, your first in- instinct isn't to get the fuck away from them <laughs> or get something to hold them at a distance. No, it's turn your back. Yeah, that's what really <laughs> It's bothers. get close and then look at your friend so they can the juicy fucking neck. neck. Yeah. That Shit. happened how many times in Wreck? Cool. Over and over. With the little girl, too. Uh-huh. You know, it's they actually... They get right up next yeah. to her and it's like, wait, hey, uh... uh. And <laughs> then... <laughs> <laughs>
3: You could almost make a drinking game out of how many times people get their faces bitten off.
4: You could easily, and you would be very, very, um, very drunk. Mm.
0: <laughs> and it's not like covered in blood, like you know, ow, I've got a huge cut on me. No, it's, well, it's like, not
4: like a bloody nose. Well, We're no. talking like the top two thirds of her blouse is <laughs>
0: drenched. Yeah, <laughs> and and there's blood coming out of like her lip or something. And yeah. it's so like you some at Foaming
1: at the mouth. Yeah, that's also not a good sign. Yeah, no. Just yeah. saying. You don't have to think. Immediately, oh, zombies. You have to think, oh, person biting people.
3: <laughs> We've got a cannibal. On the loose. <laughs> Complicated.
0: Yeah, A cannibal with rabies.
3: Well, we have to put this into context. This movie was filmed before Bath Salts. <laughs> oh,
5: yeah, this uh, is true. true. This is
4: true. Yeah, when did this one come out?
5: 2004, I think.
4: Eight. Eight. Quarantine was 08, and Wreck was 07. Wow, that's a pretty quick turnaround. Oh, yeah, wow. it is. So They're doing after, that a lot now, yeah, like I mean, really
1: yeah. quick turnaround. Well, yeah. They did the same with uh, Vanilla Sky. You know, oh, the, yeah, The yeah. Spanish film came out, God, like eight months before the American remake. Yeah, it, was, it was really, really quick. It was like within quick. a year's time. And Penelope Cruz did the lead role in both.
4: Oh, that is really interesting. Yeah. That's probably one of the first times that that's actually happened with an probably. American
5: remake. Well, there's also, um, I think it's Death at a Funeral. It's... It's an English film, but um, Peter Dinklage of Game of Thrones fame, he plays the same character in both films. (laughs) Nice.
3: (laughs) So what this says to me is that a movie comes out, some American producers are like, this is great let's make some money but there's a large percentage of our populace that can't read <laughs> <laughs> and this holds true for the english version oh uh, yeah that, that, that's
0: the best part it's like it's a british film yeah so you're exactly. just like, dealing with
4: accents I and can't not <laughs>
0: understand the accents it's too thick
5: well i mean half the shows on bbc have subtitles and i'm just like, really really yes i think i want to say it. Skins. Like, it's when you ridiculous. watch it on BBC, there's subtitles. And I'm oh, like, okay. does do people really honestly need subtitles for this? Well, no. well, I, I, re- I remember
1: um, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. There's mm-hmm. one scene where they're in the bar, and the guy's accent is so thick that it's in the English version <laughs> of the movie that there are subtitles.
3: In this day and age, Honey Boo Boo Child. What? What is that? Really? Am I the only one here? Okay. Oh God. You're the only one. I'm glad that I get to explain this phenomenon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. For those of you who feel like you might have something in your life worth living, let me explain this, and you won't want to live on this planet anymore. (laughs) Honey Boo Boo, child, is a roly-poly beauty queen from the south. Um, and she's like six or seven. And her mom gets her hopped up on a combination of Mountain Dew and Red Bull before she goes up on stage. <laughs> and she has her own show. But the problem is is that she's so southerny and really pulley-y and hopped up on things that children shouldn't be hopped up on that they have to subtitle her.
5: I, as soon as you started describing it, oh, it I realized what you're talking about. And it, yes, I've seen it. Like, oh, no, The way it of this reminds me of. Oh, Lord. This
3: reminds me. No, no, no. Seriously, it's like if you take Captain Jack Sparrow and you make her, him. <laughs> <laughs> Correct
1: take, the first time.
3: If you, can, <laughs> if you take Captain Jack Sparrow, you turn him into a little girl and add a southern twang and then give her some rum. You have Honey Boo Boo Child. Wow. <laughs> She's frightening, and her mom's special too. I think Saturday Night Live actually said it best. Somebody was impersonating Honey Boo Boo Child's mother, and they explained that, you know, oh, she kind of looks strange. She's like, I don't look strange. I just look like somebody paused the video at a really inopportune moment. <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, the point of the matter is is that the English language is degenerating in such a way that we need subtitles too. One of
0: my favorites along that line with a reality show was Growing Up Gaudy, which is like the wife of John Gotti or maybe the daughter and then the kids. And I saw this on The Soup. There was, like, a time when they were arguing. It was so hard to understand them that they were putting subtitles on it. <laughs> and then, like, after a while, it got so bad that it said, like, something like inaudible, like, you know,
2: conversation <laughs> inaudible. It <laughs>
4: <laughs> inaudible. Damn, bad. Well, back to the movie. <laughs> yeah. So as is predictable, shit hits the fan. People start turning the zombies mayhem running around craziness the whole building gets closed off by the cdc and the police and who else knows who knows what else hmm. you know i mean okay. they've got freaking you know machine guns and they're in flat gear and it's clear that they're God, serious SWAT. business you know swat type guys
0: national guard too probably in yeah. this case yeah so
4: mm-hmm. it was it was what did they call it the uh oh bio,
5: was it um, biological chemical Right, so like a okay. bio nuclear or chemical threat,
4: yeah, and and of course that freaked everybody out when they heard that. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
4: But yeah, so apparently they just you know close the building off, and you know everybody's inside is like thinking, what's going on? There's people sick, we need to get out, or we need help, and you know somebody got bit, and you know where's the paramedics? And now they're like, no, oh, close the door, you can't come out. They're pointing guns at them, not letting them come out. It's really freaking intense. And then of course things devolve into people being people running around in the dark with a shaky cam, <laughs> and. So being that we're talking about the two different movies, let's go around and and make some observations about some of the differences between them. I mean, I think we can collectively agree that they're very similar movies. Yeah. Especially as far as remakes go. A lot of the time there's some liberties taken with remakes. And this one, I mean, even down to simple things, interactions between people and, you know, little things that could totally be thrown away that aren't really necessary to the story. They're kind of character development- yeah,
0: it's like, once you get into the apartment complex, it's practically a shot-for-shot remake. Yeah, well, even to, in the very the beginning when they're... majority of it.
4: Like I said, even in the very beginning when they're at the fire station, the scenes, it's like you could practically press play on the movies at the same time on two different televisions. And see the same freaking thing happening. And
5: even some of the same dialogue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: honestly, that's where I thought the biggest differences were, were the fire station beforehand. Really? Yes.
3: Well, there was a scene outside the fire station in the American version. hmm And they didn't really have that. No.
0: Yeah, And, like, there was a scene in the Spanish version... Where, like, she's like, oh, hey, finally, there's some women in this station. And they just kind of walk off, right. ignore her. <laughs> she's and, like,
3: what, bitches? And the then, least like, powerful scene in the movie. Yeah,
0: and then in the American one, it's like all the guys are just hitting on her and being extra machismo and stuff like that. And you get this, like... Thing that she really wanted to be a firefighter growing up, and so she's all excited because on her show she's covering firefighters. So,
3: and then in the Spanish version, she doesn't seem very interested. Yeah,
1: she's just there.
4: Yeah, she seems a little bit more snarky and
3: apathetic. Kind of a bitch, yeah,
5: kind yeah. Of a bitch. Yeah,
1: well, she's there for the journalism.
5: Isn't he even the chief? She's like, yeah. If if he's boring, don't he even. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Just
4: call cut. You know. yeah, it was interesting. It seemed it seemed like they were trying to give you the impression that. Nothing was cut. Yeah. yeah. You know, that even the, the weird little clips and in-between things and communication between the videographer and her were kept in. Even things that would never be there or never be used in a final cut of anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just to give you the most information.
3: Pablo, right? Pablo. Pablo.
4: Oh, yeah, Pablo. Was it Pablo in the English one, too? No. No. no Scott. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So, uh, I'll, I'll start with... One of the biggest differences that I, I noticed is that, and it almost was kind of bothered me, I guess, was after the police officer shoots the crazy lady who bit her, the guy, you know, like this mm-hmm. is a little later into the movie, because she bites him and they get out of there, go downstairs and kind of fuss around for a little while then basically go back up after more things crazy happen. And she comes at them and the police officer, now knowing that she's, intending to bite his face. Yes.
3: <laughs> face bite only.
4: <laughs> face bite. Yeah, exactly. That she, he actually shoots her and she goes down and it's kind of like a very emotional, like, oh shit, just got
3: real, yeah. you know. <laughs> mm.
4: And in the Spanish version, they stop, she comes up and talks to the videographer Pablo and says, hey, uh, let me see the footage. And then they show you the footage rewinding and then playing again and then starting up and it's just like, What? Yeah. Like that was just—it was such just a strange choice. The way they did it in the English one, in the American one, seemed like it made a lot more sense. She came up, got really distressed, and said, "I need to see the footage. Show me the footage." And they started to kind of fight about it. And then the next thing you know, the camera starts to get some scan lines and gets all goofed up, looking, and then turns off. And the next thing you know, they're walking down the stairs, and it's clear that they stopped it. She looked at it. They're like, "Oh my god, what did we just get on film?" And then keep going. That rewind and then play again thing is just so awkward. Yeah.
2: yeah. So I don't
4: I think that I thought that was one of the biggest things that was like, wow, that was an improvement, like a big improvement.
0: Yeah. Well, if you think about it, if it's a found footage thing, why would you be seeing the rewind and playback? It yeah. wouldn't yeah. be re-
4: well, that's not recorded. the way it works. If you're recording things and you press rewind, it doesn't record the rewind. What? Really? what? <laughs> yeah, it exactly. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know. It I thought of that t- was a mistake.
5: It kind of takes you out of it.
4: It does. Yeah. That was one of the yeah. biggest problems with immersion in that one.
0: And then there was the scene with that old lady when they first go in where, like, a rat just kind of comes after the cameraman in the American version. And he just steps on it. He's like, did you see that? That thing came right after me.
4: Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, kind of giving a sense of, like, things to come. It was definitely a little foreshadowing. That was really cool. Yes. I also noticed that they didn't do a lot with explaining what was going on medically in the Spanish. Yeah. It was way more explanations. Because the doctor... In the Spanish one, he just goes into the room and that's it. You know, and then the American mm. one, they kind of barge in there and, mm-hmm. and tape him talking to, you know, the police officer and the other firefighter, and then eventually to the medical examiner that comes in. Mm. And they start to he starts to say like, I am a vet, you know. Whereas in the Spanish one, he's like a medical intern. And mm-hmm. in the American one, they're like, I'm a vet and this looks like rabies, but it's acting really fast and it gives the sense of kind of ominous like whoa. You know, I think that was one place that was definitely, Yeah, I liked that. Yeah. I liked being able to to see what was going on medically and, and get the kind of precursors, you know, that, yeah. that, oh shit, shit's seriously happening here that's bad. This well, reminds me of this, but well, it's not right, you know. Well,
1: when the uh, contaminant guy comes in, in the Spanish version, he's telling them that we thought it was rabies when it, we traced the dog that came in back to this building. Right it acts faster based on blood type he he gives some information on No, it. but
4: it's a little different and it's it's the it's the medical examiner that's coming in and giving yeah. kind of the explanation and it's really just a bullet points in comparison to the american yeah. one where he it, really it. it's into.
0: actually kind of the same where at the same time where it's like after the attack in that room and he comes out from one of the ctc guys comes out from the room in both instances you get that explanation it's just in the american version before that you get more of an explanation of, hey, this is kind of like rabies, where you don't hear that until after the attack of the CDC people.
4: Well, we've got a lot more different comparisons that we like to talk about, but first, we're going to take a musical break. You're listening to Geek Life. Don't touch that dial. Never seen
1: Geek Life, the Panda Manga podcast. We are talking about the Spanish movie Wreck versus the American movie Quarantine. The American remake of Wreck
4: mm, exactly. Quarantine. So now we're still talking a little bit about the differences between the movies, even mm. though they were very similar, kind of in broad strokes, but very different in certain areas. So so let's let's go around. Winchester, what was something that really stuck out to you?
5: When I was watching Wreck, I think this, the use of sound... Is a lot more more skillful or? more skillful like i feel like the kind of the ambient sound that you hear in wreck like i it really had me on edge just because it wasn't like your normal like zombie like you know it was like kind of like these growls and sounds that you weren't really quite sure where it was coming from and it kind of kept me on edge whereas in quarantine you had some of that but nowhere near the level that you had in rec where. You're just like, oh, my God, where's that sound coming from? I want it to stop.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And part of it was like at the beginning, you hear these weird noises and the landlord, I believe it is, or the property manager or whatever. He's like, it's just an old building. That's what happens. So it gives you a lot more creepy factor of like, well, is that zombies or is that just the place being the place?
3: Right. Right. Definitely. I will say, in regards to the sound, though, I wish they mixed the zombie sounds a little bit more skillfully. Because every once in a while, you could pick out a cat noise. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, oh, I didn't that.
3: <laughs> And it's really obvious in the American versions, oh, especially really? Quarantine too. They don't even hide it; just meow. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of brings you out just a little. Just a little. I guess
5: maybe it goes along the lines with the whole rabies thing. They're like,
3: "Hey, rabies turns you into
5: a cat." cat. And so that's Rage where furries come from. Exactly. It's
3: oh oh no. <laughs> the,
4: the answer. Oh dear. Um, well, Joe, what, what did you what did you notice?
1: Well, I admit I didn't get to see Quarantine. Oh yes. we watched. Th- Wreck on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. It's Friday. (laughs) Just couldn't fit it in. But um, what I've noticed about a lot of American remakes of foreign horror movies, I I think it's scarier to try and read what's going on (laughs) while keeping up with it. Because it makes me panicked trying to keep up with the story (laughs) and watch the film. And... (laughs)
3: I, he, yeah, J- J- Joe did actually jump at one scene.
1: No, I hate horror movies because everything scares me. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped at the Blair Thumb. Oh my god, that's yeah, so the good. Thumb the Blair Thumb was the, so good. When the, the plastic shark comes into a tent... <laughs> And, you know, just it's a shock scare, and I jump at every shock scare. I have no control over it.
4: Yeah, no, I'm the same way. I have the damnedest time with shock scares. They get yeah. me every freaking
1: every time. Every fucking time. It's important. But to- you are one to talk because I had to walk you to your car after.
3: You know, no, 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 no. Here's the difference between this and that. Because, first of all, when you say, I jumped... That's not an accurate representation of what you actually do. <laughs> Joe's face is turning bright red. You know like, there's <laughs> no, the like, hopping action like you see in those movie theater, scary movie previews. You do this kind of, like, jump action, you go to full T-Rex arms. <laughs> and you do this all, I'm gonna fly away!
1: No, <laughs> like, no, I do a full body shutter.
3: <laughs> just, oh, yeah, but you do get the T-Rex arms, like, yeah. that's really important. <laughs>
1: No, I flail like if you were sitting next to me, I'd have elbowed you in the face.
4: Yeah, you, you did do, you do like the taser shake.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember when we were uh, playing the... The
3: taser game, the, yes, no, the Slender, clearly. The Slender game. Oh, Slender. God, yes. And I oh nearly God. jumped
4: out of the seat You scared. And... <laughs> the funny thing is, is that you scared all of us. Yeah. If you guys don't know <laughs> what, we're, what we're talking about, we talked a couple of podcasts back on one of the game podcasts about the game Slender. Mm-hmm. And we'll get back to that a little later, actually, because there's some more news so next game's oh, Lord, podcast, God. we'll talk about that. But, yeah, we were sitting in, or standing around my computer, <laughs> and Joe, in the dark, of course, uh-huh. and Joe was there playing Slender, and sure enough, there shows up Slender, and Joe freaking jumps and yells, <laughs> and Joe scares everybody else in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part is is that it's a mouse and keyboard and it's a gaming mouse, right? So you move it very little and it moves the screen a lot. And Joe goes, Oh god and shakes around and the screen's like
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs>
4: So, yeah. Brian, you were able to see both, yes? I was able to see both, okay, yes. Okay, so what were some differences that you wanted to point out?
0: Okay, well, I actually didn't think about it, but you're totally right about the whole subtitle thing. And yeah,
4: that's actually a really interesting point. Yeah.
0: Man. For me, one of the things is that I'm constantly watching something while doing something else, so it's actually very hard for me to just sit and watch a movie and just kind of get completely into it, where with subtitles, I kind of have to because... Otherwise, if I don't know the language, I kind of am lost. Um, So it demands an extra attention. Yeah, exactly, which will suck me in a little bit more. Which Mm -hmm. is terrible for a scary movie. Or great, depending on your (laughs) personal perspective. I'm the fearless co-host, remember? I I have no fear. I wasn't scared at any point in either of the movies. Never. It's why I don't really like scary movies. They just tend to bore me. (laughs) This one was pretty good, though. Um, (laughs) So what was the difference? So a couple of differences that I noticed... One of the things is, early on in the American version, cell phones are shut down, cables cut, dish networks out, and so they're like, there's like this couple that are talking to the reporters, and they're saying, hey, let's go check the TV and see what's going on, and they're like, but the cable's been cut, they're like, cables? We use rabbit ears, so they go, they use the rabbit ears, kind of move them around to get the local news, and they see on there that. I think it's the police chief or somebody says, yes, the building's been evacuated. And that kind of gives you a, oh, crap. Right. Is that moment where it's like, da, da, da. Yes. They don't care about us anymore. So it's like. Yeah, we're pretty much dead. Which is a very, very, very kind of important part with the American thing. And I also think that would go better with America because, frankly, if you had a bunch of people in there, that'd be a completely different story as far as how the news outlets are covering things. So it's probably totally. just the smart way of going, and then the but it was of, very ominous. It was yes. kind of like,
4: oh man, what a, what is it that they're planning?
0: Yeah. yeah, the other thing that I really noticed was kind of the end. Spoiler alert: the, <laughs>
4: these movies are old enough that if you haven't seen them, it's because you haven't wanted to yet.
0: Yeah, and, yeah. and I mean, know? really, it's not something where it's like, oh, what a twist, you know? Yeah, what a twist! <laughs> um, but at the end, it basically kind of explains where the two issues came from. Which
4: I thought was really cool. Yes. I I don't mean to interrupt, but I I do want to interject this thought real quick before it jumps out of my brain, because it'll do that. I was expecting to go away from it, having no clue where it came from, because it was a found footage style of movie. Yeah. And a lot of the time, those movies can get away with just not telling you why. Yeah. Because it's logical that, you know, the people that were taping this ended up dying, and then that's it. They never found it out. And that's Mm -hmm. why it's found, because they didn't finish it survive and go this is the answer here's the here is the the <laughs> here's mystery the edited solved. version <laughs> right exactly and so when it's like the found footage style a lot of the time i've gotten to a place where i kind of expect for there to be things left unanswered and mm. for it to be kind of open ended and and sort of abruptly which this one sure as shit does but it definitely actually answers the question of Holy crap! Where is this disease coming from? Yes. Which I found really satisfying.
0: Yeah, and so in the American version, it's actually a disease. It's kind of made by a death cult type of thing. Doomsday cult. Doomsday cult. cult. Yes, that. Doomsday cult. Um, and so
4: in both versions, there's somebody living in the attic. Yes, and like nobody really knows about them, and you know, both of them they're like, oh no, they haven't been there for a long time. And oh, that's where I jumped.
1: Mm-hmm. Where the they see the thing in the attic. Yeah. That, that thing was horrible. Oh. Yeah was really horrible. Oh no, know that out. wasn't
3: the thing that made him jump. It was the thing in the actual attic when they were moving the camera around. Yeah, yeah that was and it. and, and was it's like it? right there. Oh was it? Yeah that no, was I it. Th- it was it was the in
4: pool.
1: the attic and it and yeah. jumped it at
3: them and
4: then it came down.
1: That's no, really... It didn't jump at them. See, it was like there on the edge. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's making sense the, now. For some, some reason I thought they were too good. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. And
0: so it's a death cult and they like play this tape and I don't know, maybe they had it it's an actual like tape tape audio tape. like somebody was doing dictation. Yeah. And so either they had it on the slow-mo or the battery was dying in the thing. You can't hear what's going on. It's just kind of a creepy, inaudible r- kind r- of r- noise in the American r- version. R- in, r- <laughs> um, in the Spanish version, in Rec, it's a Vatican person. And yeah, it's, it's like
4: somebody who like works a for the Vatican. Like yes, a it's a researcher. Or a priest or something.
0: And it's actually a demonic possession. And it's a demonic possession that can spread. And that's how this zombie thing is going on. It's not rabies. It's actually, you know, supernatural demon thing.
4: Well, they, they allude to it being like a demonic disease of some Yes, mm-hmm. some sort. Of,
0: yeah. And I think they allude to it like they were going to use it to kind of bring people back to Christianity or for yeah. fear. But it just got out of control. Yeah,
4: it was the conspiracy of where it actually came from and what's actually going on was very different between the two movies yeah and i kind of like rex version much more i thought it was a yeah. great deal yes. more creative it's like oh doomsday cult oh killer virus it's like yeah that's kind of what you expect yeah or you aliens know, or, ali-
2: or <laughs> if they aliens they <laughs> would have <laughs> never done aliens. this we would
4: have been like nope. we're just going to skip this podcast yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah bringing it back to the supernatural thing was really really cool because yeah, like
3: zombies these days it's all about the virus
0: That makes the zombies. It's not really, you know, some sort of supernatural phenomenon.
3: And the best part about it was, is there was really no allusion to anything magical or supernatural until that point. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. it came out of left field.
4: Yes. It really did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Admin,
3: anything you wanted to add to the differences? So, I guess we're going to have to put up the spoiler alert warning again. I watched Quarantine quite a while ago. When I came back and I watched Wreck with Joe and UJP, I spent the first half hour wondering: Is this the one I saw, or is it it? <laughs> <laughs> because
1: it's, so it's like it's, it's really, really, really,
3: really close. Yeah, isn't
1: like the even the building almost identical? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it really the real is. The layout inside, yes.
3: I mean, the layout is almost exactly the same. Yeah. But even the building physically like looks the architecture similar. Yeah. Architecture, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. So. You know, going in and not being sure which movie was which, I think, says a lot to how well they're framed up together. But where it really did break off was, of course, the end. And being a big horror buff and really big fan of monsters, of course, the end, quote-unquote, bad guy, is what I was really interested in. And I found the original version of what was in the attic far more terrifying.
4: Oh, it was horrible
3: because i honestly couldn't even remember what was in the end of the american version it was kind of forgettable it's like oh yeah that's that's awful but whatever you know blair wish project or you know ring whatever blah end of the day well maybe not ring <laughs> i think we all have special, special yeah. place of horror <laughs> but in wreck like i kept coming back to it the rest of the week thinking oh god that thing was that thing awful was so <laughs> awful <laughs> You know, I'm not going to go into detail about what specifically was awful about it, but when you see the movie, you'll understand very clearly. And Which very... you should, you should totally go see yeah. the movie. Uh-huh.
0: But... If you want to watch it without subtitles, it's currently on Crackle for free. Crackle.com.
5: dubba dib dib I watched the dubbed one on Crackle.
0: It's pretty lousy, dub, isn't it? Oh,
5: God. Especially the Asian. Couple, yes. oh, it's such a stereotypical accent that, like, absolutely no pronunciation of the letter R at
3: all.
0: Yeah. Oh. It's almost close to John's like impression of my accent <laughs> when I'm off the podcast. <laughs> um, well, you
3: gotta yeah. ask you. Now, I will say though, there is something kind of special about the end of uh, Wreck when Joe jumped. Immediately after that scene, when I looked back from laughing at him doing his little T-Rex arms. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and don't forget the taser shake.
3: And the taser <laughs> shake. <laughs> there was one of the most incredible frames I'd ever seen in a horror movie. It's when the the bad guy, the monster, comes up and it's standing up and its arms it's, it's, are kind of like slung down. And that was just so freaky and so beautifully dynamic. I love that scene. And it's
1: holding a hammer. Yeah, for whatever
3: reason. And it was just so loose too. And you notice that yeah. it was using the ha- oh man, it just that was a terrifying but beautifully so artfully done scene. Like I want to see that again. Just because it was such an awesome scene. And I also
4: never want to see it again.
3: <laughs> no, 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 no. Make no mistake. It's the creepiest thing. And if I ever saw something like that walking towards me, I would very, very quickly walk away. But, you know, I, I think Rex... I would
1: T-Rex on <laughs>
3: I think... Uh, I, perfect that it's called Rex. No, I think that Rex's big baddie is the equivalent of the 8th Henry's fear factor. The 8th Henry actually has a very deep... Fear of Voldo and, and I think Rex
4: Voldo from, from Soul, Soul, Calibur. Calibur. Right. And Soul Calibur
3: And it's just because of the movement And the thing yeah, There's in- something
4: very unnatural yes. yes,
3: And just yeah The monster was really really well done And I'm very curious about how they went about Doing the makeup because it's clear There was no CG in that that was a person and it had to have been a. Very, there was some CG. Well, right, but was it very, was a physical very skinny, person, skinny, awful person. That's the thing. <laughs> they had to have been anorexic, and, and that's something that kind of speaks to what foreign films are able to get away with versus what American films can. Because honestly, I don't think somebody would have been allowed to be on camera. Anorexic. Like, uh, well, how about Hollywood Hollywood have you diet? ever
4: seen The Machinist?
3: Yeah. No, but that was
0: yeah.
4: kind of... Whoa. When he's, No, I mean, he's way past healthy. Yeah,
1: no, no, no,
0: no I know. Have you but... ever seen Ali McBeal? <laughs> oh,
3: but the way to date was yourself like... there, buddy. <laughs>
2: yeah, that, was...
3: <laughs> that was a very specific case because I remember watching an interview about that and how he was, like, very closely monitored because it was so dangerous.
5: Well, but he, when he went to... Because he filmed... Well, Christian like, Bale. Christian mm. Bale, um... <laughs> He, everybody knows who he. <laughs> oh, they must be talking about <laughs> Christian Bale. <film. laughs> um, he went and filmed the Dark Knight, like right after Direct Batman after he Begins. Had to put on, like, yeah, and he of almost he, or eighty
0: pounds actually. Yeah, he and, lost sixty for the machinist during the filming of machinist, and put on like eighty in like three or four months of like muscle. <laughs> all just is, to do Batman Begins. He ended
5: up in, I believe, I remember hearing he ended up in the hospital for a few days because like he went about it like totally the wrong way and it like, makes really sense true. frankly. Another another movie about with really thin actors and getting away with it is a movie called Hunger. If you've ever seen it, it's awful <laughs> to watch. It's
3: <laughs> not recommended. No, no. I mean it's a great
5: it's a great film. It's from the guy who did um uh, Shame with Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender's in Hunger too and he plays um, the head of the IRA who did the hunger strike back in the 80s. Oh, so he, Fast Better gets skinny. Yeah, yeah, and it's insane. He puts Christian Bale to shame as to how skinny he gets in that movie. It's, wow. it's painful dedication. to watch. It's painful to watch. You just mm. want to go buy him a pizza or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, and Winchester, you were talking about the guy who is the end boss in uh, quarantine. Yeah, Doug Jones. Yeah, and he. We're going to have to play you that Apex Twin oh, video because it's, it is ridiculous how thin this man which is. I
3: am was familiar this? with the video. It, yeah, you know the one? Uh, it was actually required time. watching in school. Come,
1: what's the, what's come to daddy. Yeah. Uh, Apex it's Twin.
3: Come to daddy. You, you, yeah. If you had seen it, yeah. you would. It's, it's, yeah. I. It
5: took me like three times trying to get through that video. I would get to one point and I would just be like, I, I can't do it. I can't uh, do I,
1: it. I remember... Watching the, um, when all those, like, Michelle Gondry and all those guys did, like, a video collection uh, a couple of... Ten years ago?
5: Possibly. <laughs> Man. We're just <laughs> aging ourselves this know, evening.
1: Right? <laughs> and so they, like, MTV put out three, four DVDs of all these crazy-ass directors doing music videos. One was his. I don't remember who did the video, but one was the Apex when Come to Daddy. And there was an interview with the guy... Um. Uh, afterwards, and he's saying, when this guy came in, we're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's creepy looking without makeup. Yeah, he's... And they were just joking with him, was like, well, we'd give you the part, you think you'd lose 20 more pounds? And he did.
5: <laughs> Whoa. And I've met him in person, and he, if you look at him, I would, you'd never in a million years get me to go up to him, because I was just like, <laughs> this guy, he's like, just something out of a nightmare. But my friend... She went to the same college as he did, and he knows my friend. And she's like, come on, let me introduce you. I'm like, no. no thanks. But, like, went up to him. I don't want to.
3: No, you can't make me. It's like Santa Claus. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Except the exact opposite.
5: (laughs) But you go up to him. Sweetest guy on the planet. Like, he's just, like, totally not what you would expect. Because he's just, he's very, very, very skinny man. He's, like, six foot seven. He's just all skin and bone. Mm, It's creepy.
4: Well, I think that's a pretty good roundabout of all the differences that we noticed between quarantine and wreck. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll give our our final impressions about which one we would choose if we had to say, This one's my favorite. Mm. You're listening to Geek Life, don't go anywhere.
0: Geek Life. I hope you didn't touch that dial. We are now getting into our choices between Wreck and Quarantine. Oh, by the way, between the break that we had there, we were actually watching the Apex Twins video. Yeah, do yourself a favor if you want to be creeped out by something. Watch (laughs) Apex Twins Come to Daddy music video. 97, Techno Song, really... Strange and creepy. It's
4: one of those things where you just like you just can't unsee it. Yes.
3: And don't worry, you'll be able to figure out who that actor is. <laughs> yeah, you
0: will yes. Miss it. Doug Jones it looks, is the guy's looks name. Very
4: much like the same as he did. In yeah, quarantine. Wreck. Yeah. No, he, quarantine. Was in quarantine. he was in quarantine. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I remember it was a chicken wreck.
4: Oh, that's or right. It was Ten times more horrible. Oh man, so right. bad. Okay, well let's again let's go around in a <laughs> circle and and make a choice as to what our favorite one of the two was. So.
5: Um, I would have to say quarantine. I like the rabies, you know, aspect of it. I thought it was, you know, we always see the virus, you know, explanation for zombies, but I think I really enjoy that aspect of it. Like you kind of got a better grasp that these people were really up shit creek <laughs> with, you know, the newsfeed. And then um, the one scene I forgot to mention when we were talking about the differences about how they get cut off is they're all on their phone in the lobby. And all of a sudden, at the same time, they're all going, hello? Hello? Oh, yeah, and the phones hello? go off yeah. whoom,
4: all at once. All at once. Oh, and yeah, that was awesome.
5: I really like that aspect of it. I just think, overall, I enjoyed that movie a little bit more than I did Wreck. Cool.
4: Joe? You haven't seen both, but... I Haven't seen both, but... Based on what we've been saying...
1: I would probably still pick Wreck, just because of how much that scared the bejesus <laughs> out of me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that if I had to choose between the two... I think that Wreck is more scary. Mm-hmm. But I think that maybe the quarantine was a better movie. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Quarantine did a better job at telling the story and making it complete and having, you know, good pacing and had a really good way of kind of slipping in these horrible realizations mm-hmm. here and there. It's just like what Winchester was saying, with the T V and the phones going off yeah. and, and the doctor kind of being like, This reminds me of something. This is a lot like rabies instead of it being like, this is what we think it is. You know, it it was just a lot of it was like they allowed you to come to your own assumptions Mm -hmm. based on what was going on. But you could tell that that things were not right. Mm -hmm. And they did a lot more of that, a lot more development of that kind of horrible atmosphere of like, whoa, 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 what what just happened? Wait, why did that just happen? In quarantine I think mm. they did a better job of that. But but Wreck was way scarier. Yeah.
1: Wreck oh, yeah. was such a good example of a panic situation. Oh yeah. They're like, Oh sure, what do we do? What do we do? Um we'll we'll get the keys to the sewer and We'll go upstairs because that's where they are, and somehow they end up in the fucking attic. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Total opposite. Because
1: shit just keeps getting worse and worse, and they don't know what to do. Up. Out
5: of options, they have to go up. Well, I think, like, the because I'd seen Rec years ago after quarantine, it came out, and then coming back and watching it for this podcast, I forgot how much the granny in the beginning scared the crap out of me <laughs> in Rec. Like, quarantine, you're like, oh God, but like, Wreck, I literally, like, pushed myself away from my computer. I was like, what the hell? You're not on Because, you know, she just, when you see her bite the guy and she's pulling all the meat oh, yeah. out and stuff, just you're strips, just like,
2: like what? It's like so string odd. cheese. Yeah. <laughs>
4: oh, yeah. Oh, Brian, what, what was your your thoughts?
0: I'm kind of in the same boat with UJP JP, where I thought that quarantine was probably the better made of the two films. Mm-hmm. I'm still, like, choosing Wreck because of the ending and how the, what the cause of the whole, like, zombie outbreak is versus what it is in quarantine. I just was like, what? Really? Oh, that's so cool! Oh, um, very cool idea. Yes, and so that is the only reason that I am choosing Wreck over Quarantine. Other than that, I think that, like, Quarantine has it beat hands down mm-hmm. as far as films go.
1: Edmund?
3: I don't know. I I just feel so bad for Deb. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing goes right in her life. <laughs> you know, she gets this job as a reporter. Yeah. She gets eaten. I think she, goes- she was the better reporter of the two. Oh, I definitely. Agree. Yeah, yeah, hard, definitely. yeah, yeah. You know what?
5: The other chick was kind of a bitch. She yeah. was a bitch. Oh, yeah. She was
4: really cute, but she was kind of a bitch. Yeah.
5: yeah. Even talking to, like, the little girl, when she's interviewing the little girl in Rex, you're and just telling like... Telling the mom, like, can you, can you just, just shut up? Just shut up I'm talking to your daughter. You're <laughs> like,
3: mom, beat the crap out of this woman talking to you like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's not often when a movie monster actually genuinely scares me. More often than not, I'm sitting there like, okay, how do they make this? Okay, all right, let's break this down. But with Rex monster, I'm just sitting there like... Oh God! Uh, oh God! This is happening, isn't it?
2: <laughs> so
3: I'm gonna. It's, have like, to... it's like
4: if the image was frozen on the screen, you wouldn't want to get near the t- the TV, right? right pretty much. Exactly. And you know
3: what? I, I think the whole gender thing has a lot to do with this too. Yeah, I, I think chicks are way scarier than dudes.
2: They <laughs> I, I mean, oh, are. Yeah. Gar, yeah. Gar. Well, there,
4: there's some. There's something kind of extra awful about gaunt, flappy boobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. Like, there's something extra horrible about emaciated women in comparison oh, to yes. emaciated
2: men. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean,
3: because it's always an expectation that there's some layer of fat on a woman because it's just anatomically it needs to be there. So when it's gone, there's it's something it's, so desperately it's just wrong.
4: Really wrong. Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. there's a wrongness yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you ex- there's expectation of you know there to be some padding in the breast, some padding over the womb. That's I mean, like in any even mildly healthy person. That's the way it works. That's just the way it works. And for there to be nothing there, it's really just horrible.
2: Yeah.
3: So, Mm. you know, just on that merit alone, I think I'm going to have to go with Rick. I did, you know, enjoy Quarantine. I do really like the actress who plays Deb. (laughs) Yeah, she's she's just freaking Deb. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, she is Deb. You know, I really like her a lot. So I'm we always... Both,
4: we both... The admin and JP, we both really like Dexter. Yeah. Does anybody else here like Dexter? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Winchester. <laughs>
0: me too.
5: I yeah. asked
3: Dexter for Halloween last year. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yes. Yeah, buddy. So good. So, you know, anything that she's in, I always really appreciate. You know, I think she's a really good actress, but... I, I was really genuinely disturbed by Wreck at the end. So I, I think I'm going to go with Wreck.
4: Yeah, Wreck stuck with me. I mean, I already kind of said my piece, but... Wreck, Wreck, the images in Wreck haunted me for a couple days in comparison yeah. to quarantine, where it was like, that was a scary movie, now let's
1: go do something else. No, I, I drove home after that in full survival mode. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had my car knife out and ready. Oh. I checked my trunk and my backseat. I made sure to walk <laughs> yeah. the admin to her car. Yeah. When I got home, I. Checked all the doors, I checked the empty room next to mine, oh, in man. my closet, under my bed.
3: You know, to put this in perspective too, because man, Joe lives out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that would yeah. be awful. Yeah, I mean, I live, <laughs> I live out in the country and I'm uncomfortable sometimes making the walk between my car and the front door, but you sir, he lives by a creek, there's forest, uh-huh. there's just, you know, because we're in Napa, there's a lot of vineyards, it's just A no escape situation. If you go far
1: enough up the creek, there's a waterfall. Oh, good.
3: And mountain lions. And caves. Yeah. Oh, and caves. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah. so that's where the monster's going to come out that's going to eat you.
1: That's how we do it.
3: Okay. So So it's
1: going to get my neighbor Dave first and Mm -hmm. his dogs.
3: They're going to infect him.
1: Uh (laughs) And then the
4: dogs are going to come and try and bite you. And then your giant tail Chauncey
3: dog. (laughs) Joe has the biggest, most... Stupid! <laughs> wow! Oh, no. Such a he's, he, no! I no! I and love slavity. yeah! I love Chauncey so much, but he's kind of dumb.
1: Well, he has to wear a cone almost permanently because he's so <laughs> nervous. He chews on his foot. He, like There's a, something so pathetic about a dog with a cone He's like kind of a hundred jam. pound lab Yeah, he's a big gigantic boy. With a giant cone <laughs> that,
3: Hilariously large
1: That he actually carries the bottom of In his mouth, he'll like press it up Against something until he can bite down on it And just kind of carries it around
3: <laughs> <laughs> the, it Like a toy The first time I saw that cone on him I thought it was a joke
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's ridiculous looking for sure it, yeah. it Oh is. man. But uh, he's a
3: Wonderful dog Oh no he's sweet I love him He's, he's just dumb <laughs> But all labs are Okay And when we come back From a musical break We're gonna talk about Our favorite remakes Of forum films So hang around Don't touch that knob
1: Computers <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. have knobs And dials of course <laughs> <laughs> uh, And we'll see you in a Unless second. that's what you do While you listen to geek Life. Oh,
2: oh, Don't oh, touch
1: oh, <laughs> Please don't touch that knob <laughs> Ha ha ha
5: Back, we're going to be talking about our favorite American remakes of foreign horror films. Um, I'll start off. My favorite, one of my favorites, is a Danish film mm-hmm. called Nightwatch It was made in. Oh. I think. Did they remake that? Mm-hmm. Like, really? Yeah. yeah um, not the one that you're probably
1: thinking of. Not the. No, Russian no, one. not it's
5: the not Russian. Oh, Russian what I'm thinking of. No, this is a Danish film, um, and actually, the English version is directed by the Danish director. Oh, nice. That did the original oh. one. Um, the original one stars uh, Nikolaj coster Waldo, who plays Jamie Lannister now on Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. And in the American version, the same character is played by Hugh McGregor. Mm. <laughs> um, but oh, said, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know no, this. it's This movie scared the crap oh, out of is me. Is that the one where he's like a. Uh, he's the night watchman yeah, yeah, at a morgue? Yeah, he's the law student who takes a night shift at a morgue as the night guard you know security and this uh narcoleptic or yeah narcoleptic serial killer played by um james brolin Whoa. um kind of has it out for him and is basically framing you mcgregor for the, the murders and it's just sick and twisted and just really just a fucked up movie and it scared the crap out of me and i saw the original Dage one and it's just you know it's literally shot for shot because it's you know, the same director, same writer. You know, mm. just different set of actors, but it's 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 a good one if, if you don't mind uh, necrophilia. <laughs> <Shh>. oh. <laughs>
3: that, that's
5: a bit of a hop to get over. <laughs> it's a little bit of okay. it's, it's I mean, it's not it's not graphic. We got our
1: quote for the night.
5: <laughs> <laughs> if you don't mind necrophilia, um, <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not graphic. You know, you don't really. S- it doesn't show anything, but it's pretty much implied what this guy does to these people. Whew. The, the Brolin's character? Yeah, Brolin's character.
4: Oh, mm. that's really horrible.
5: Yeah, so that's my pick. <laughs> wow.
4: Well, Joe, what's your pick? All
1: right. I, mine's not a horror film, mm. but uh, the French film La Jete was remade into 12 Monkeys. Oh, what a good movie. Mm-hmm. The French version is 27 minutes long and done in stills. Oh, wow. It is an artistic just masterpiece. It is beautiful. And the story takes much more romantic sort of angle to the character who comes back from the future. You know, this horrible version of the future. Trying to find out what went wrong in the past. What was the event that triggered the problem, right? Exactly. But instead, he ends up finding this girl. And he becomes her her ghost. Like, he just shows up every once in a while and he hasn't aged a day and it goes through years and years with her and they fall in love and he's the, or she's the reason that he keeps convincing everybody to send him back to the past and really the progression is heartbreaking when it gets down to the end can I spoil 12 monkeys for everyone yeah, I sure. Bruce Willis it goes back to the past and he's at the airport where as a kid, he sees a man get shot in front of him. It turns out that's him. So he watches himself die. Watches himself die himself at, from the future. Yeah. And it's the same deal in La Jetée. You know, Kid actually sees this man gunned down by the police right in front of him. And it's tragic and it mars his whole life. And, you know, turns him into a criminal in the future. And that's why he gets into the program to get him sent back... You know, it's a terrible cycle, right? You know, the Twelve Monkeys throws much more thought provoking, like oh, sort of feeling. Right. Well, Legitay gives you much more of a oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah, both of them, just excellent,
4: excellent. Uh, I really like, really like Twelve Monkeys. I think after we're finished recording the
1: podcast, we're going to watch Legitay, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and Brad Pitt. Fucking great in all my He is awesome. One of the no best girls. Yeah, between that and like two years later he did Fight Club. He had this really good vibe going Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Snatch
5: too. Yeah. Oh yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: so good. Bloody Pikens. <laughs> Alright, the Brian. Alrighty. So I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball out here and say, Godzilla. No, not the 90s horrible <laughs> remake
5: one. I was going to say, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm
3: talking the about... The end?
0: No. One? <laughs> I'm I'm talking about the 1985 Godzilla. The American
4: 1985?
0: Yes, the American release 1985. Now, I've never seen it. Oh, most okay. people don't know about this I because it I did terrible. But what it actually is, is they made a Godzilla movie in 1984... Then in 1985, they did a whole bunch of rewrites and cutting it up added Raymond Burr into it and a bunch of other American (laughs) actors and redubbed all the Asian people and changed the script around a little bit and you have the 1985 Godzilla. So, yes, (laughs) in some ways it's a remake, in some ways it's not. like a What's Up Tiger Lily sort of thing. Yes. (laughs) It it is an actually physically remade movie. (laughs) Yeah, so if you want a physically remade movie... I'll say Insomnia. It was Christopher Nolan's uh, film after oh Memento, and it was Robin Williams' first turn in, like, a major movie as a villain. Mm-hmm. And he is downright
1: creepy oh, Yeah, that movie is incredible. Next to Pacino, right? Next to Pacino. And
0: he out-acts Pacino. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah,
4: he does. Yeah.
0: And so, Admin, what do you got?
3: Well, I've decided to take it from a different angle, and I'm proposing a favorite movie that is a remake of an American movie. And that, of course, is Turkish Star Wars. No, I'm kidding. Turkish Star Wars is a nightmare. Bollywood Fight Club, everybody! I want to see that. I, want to I am see really intrigued too. now. No, actually, um, I am going to throw a bit of a curveball. The ball. first book of Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not good, no, trust me. There's a really cute Indian lady in the front. it's <laughs> I don't know. understand. <laughs> yeah. I love Bollywood films. I, they're just the greatest, and I really want to see it. No, 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 no. I'm actually going to pull out kind of an obvious, yet not expected, I don't think, uh, one. I'm going to go with The Ring. And here's why. Um, the Ring and Ringu? Because the Japanese version, a little dull. Like, I mean, it had its moments, but really, when you want to think about, like, full-on, holy crap... This movie is going to haunt me for a really long time. It wasn't the Japanese version; it was the American version. Oh, the American
4: mm-hmm. version yeah. scarred
1: me. Yeah, forever. I have yeah, to. I, I told you guys about what I did to my other friend John, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, but <laughs> do say it? because I'm sure that a lot of the geek life listeners don't know what. <laughs> yeah, that they is. were
4: standing on the balcony <laughs> listening.
3: <laughs> <laughs> or were they?
1: <laughs> uh, so uh, my friend John had never seen The Ring. And I thought, well, oh, when his uh, girlfriend was up visiting and she brought it and he called me and said, hey, you want to come over and watch The Ring with us? I'm like, yeah, sure. I haven't seen that in years. When I found out he had never seen it before, instantly, oh man, I got screwed screw with him. <laughs> 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 Hell yeah. So we're watching the DVD and afterward, you know, all the time I'm trying to reach into my pocket to grab my phone <laughs> and uh, I just couldn't make it and... You know, sitting right next to me. I'm like, oh. So, afterwards, we're watching the credits. I, you know, take out my phone, check my messages. You yeah, know, nothing. Put it in the opposite pocket. And we're looking at the special features. And I notice, hey, move the cursor over. And there's a little Easter egg. And it's, like, the ring video. Oh, man. <laughs> so, that plays. And I'm like, yes, I have my phone.
2: <laughs> my window is here. Yeah,
1: I, Go for the throat. No, I, I recall the, uh... Which button he is for speed dial. And as soon as it's over, hit send. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> so we man. man. And the look on I swear, I had never seen anyone turn white before. <laughs> <laughs> the blood just drained out of his
2: face.
4: That movie is so scary. I, uh, Chaz, has been on the podcast a while back, he always gave me a hard time for not liking scary movies. I have quite a vivid imagination and a really, really clear memory. And it would just, they would stick with me an unpleasant amount of time. I've since gotten a little better about it, but long ago, he would just badger me into watching these movies. And so he badgered me into watching The Ring on Halloween. Uh, Right. And, uh, so we were in halfway through the movie and things are just as horrible as they are in that movie. And he, he's sitting next to me and he looks at me, he taps me on the arm and he says, I would understand if you wanted to go. <laughs> like, that's that's how horribly scary the ring is. That's how bad. And then, of course, we get home, and Dustin and Chaz have been recording the Simpsons marathon of Halloween episodes on some blank tape. <laughs> and so, sure enough, it had finished recording, and somebody had set it up on top of the thing, and they walk in, and Dustin goes, Hey, what's this tape? And Chaz catches on, just
1: right away. And he goes,
4: I don't know. Let's look at it. And I'm just like, screw you guys! Screw you guys! I'm going out. I'm no, I'm no. And I'm in the other room, and sure enough, a few seconds later, the Simpsons! Like, you guys are fucking assholes!
3: Well, since he's not here to tell it, I might as well share Henry's story, because it's pretty classic as well. Oh, and then, real quick, and then a week later, my TV went out. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) Not cool! (laughs) Something kind of similar. So... This was before uh, Henry and I were living together, so he went home to his own place after watching the movie, and by the way, I actually left that movie with bruises on my fingers, because I was wearing rings, and he kept grabbing my hand so hard, I actually had bruises where the rings were. So, rings, yeah, anyway. So, Henry goes home, and at the time, he had a really hilariously squirrely cat. Well... His cat got up to some mischief while, As all
1: cats do. Yeah,
3: <laughs> while Henry was at the movie with me. And he got up behind the TV. The cat, not Henry. <laughs> got up behind the TV and he's like, oh, what's this? Let's tap, 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 tap. Womp. Taps out the cable line.
4: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh. So this
3: is right after the movie. This is right after the movie. Oh, man. Oh. And oh. For Henry. <laughs> Henry, oh, and no. he he's actually in a separate unit from anybody else so he's living alone at this point and he's kind of freaked out that movie really messes with him
1: still so, yeah feel, it still it's still like with him. a problem yeah
3: so the way little it works, girls
1: and t- the static on tv
3: you know i used to have hair down to my waist and whenever we went swimming he would get really upset if i didn't have my hair in a braid
1: because <laughs> <laughs> you would do the rain girl thing i
4: could
3: help it. I <laughs> would do it on purpose, too. Sometimes.
5: <laughs> but, you know,
3: you come up from the, water, out from the water and you have three feet of hair, it's gonna get up like her hair, you know? Uh, no. But anyway, so he walks in the door, and because he's freaked out, his habit is you know, when he walks in, he turns on the TV, it's right by the door. So, he's thinking, okay, <laughs> I gotta get some noise, so he steps in. Before he even turns in the light, he's like, TV! And he's expecting to see something on TV. He's got cable hooked up, right?
2: <laughs>
3: it's my understanding that he was out there so fast That he didn't even have a chance to register what was really happening He was gone before he understood that he was scared But I get this call very shortly after and he's like, I'm gonna fucking kill my cat I hate my cat and I'm sitting here thinking like, what? Was with the cat? This I don't understand. So that's Henry's story. But back to the reason why I'm choosing this. uh,
1: (laughs) Back to the point.
3: Back to the point. Uh, In between quarters at college, we'd have either one week or three weeks off. And I would make a habit of just watching as many movies as I could at the time. Uh, for whatever reason, I got my hands on a lot of Japanese movies. And I had seen, you know, American remakes. And I thought, oh, okay, let's let's just go through all these Japanese movies. I really like horror movies. I really like Japanese culture. Let's do it. So I eventually get to The Ring. And I've already seen the American version of Ringu. And I'm thinking, oh, God, this is going to be horrendously scary. And I'm watching it. And it's slower. There aren't as many of the Americanized jump out freaky things, but the overall vibe of the movie is nowhere near the American version. And yeah, there's something to be said about, you know, cultural differences. Japanese horror films tend to be a little bit more, uh, how to describe it, you know, kind of low-key, kind of a slow build-up horror where we're very much up in your face. Mm. But still, it, Japanese horror gotta have got to have an action beat every
4: five pages. Japanese horror films are very patient. Right. They, Suspense. Form. Yeah, they take their time, they they set up an atmosphere, and then they punch you in the balls.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, you know, I mean, even at the height of the scariness in the Japanese version, I, you know, yeah, it was creepy, but I wasn't, you know, turning off all of my appliances and keeping all the lights in the house on at the end of that movie. And everybody I have ever talked to who has seen The American Ring... Has a damn story about how mm. terrified they are about it, <laughs> and I think it's really noteworthy that The Ring has been so successful in that because it is a horror movie. It's meant to be terrible, and it's, it's
0: really good at it.
4: And, I'm the
3: yeah. exception
0: to that rule. I'm not even kidding. Really? I don't have a horror story about The Ring. The closest I have is um, one of my coworkers Did at you the time. Watch it? Yes. Um, one of my coworkers at the time, her teenage daughter refused to answer any phone in the house or her cell phone for a month afterwards. Um, <laughs>
3: that but, me,
0: yeah. but yeah, I will be that
2: exception to that. But funny.
3: You know, you, you, I've noticed that you're able to detach yourself from the horror of it. Yes. Like when we were playing, oh God, what we were playing, there was one game that we were playing where he's like, uh, huh. well, you just got to get through it.
4: Oh, yeah, Lone Survivor. That's right, it was Lone
3: Survivor. And he's just and the program Man. was
4: like, yeah, just keep going. They're just pixels, guys. And we're like, <laughs>
3: but it's scary! <laughs> right, but, you know, if you allow yourself to kind of get into it, you know, you'll... I, I well maybe not you. Everybody else, all the normal people. Here's <laughs> the my, only movie that's
0: ever the Yes, the only movie that's ever scared me is Event Horizon.
3: That yeah, was yeah, scary. also oh God, a about <laughs> Event Horizon. Holy crap. I will yeah. share my my ring story because I forgot that I did have one, and uh, mine's nowhere near as scary as Henry's or maybe everybody yeah, else's, funny. but it, it's <laughs> kind of funny. So. We get out of the movie, and, uh, you know, we're in the car, and I turn on my my little brick, Nokia, because that's the era that this was in, and I had missed a call, and <laughs> I checked the time, and it was it was right smack dab in the middle of the movie when the call happened. So I'm thinking, all right, there's a message. Uh, what am I going to do?
2: <laughs> Here,
0: Henry, <laughs> listen to my message.
4: So
3: I listened to the message. And it's actually an employer asking me to come in for a job interview.
0: In seven days.
2: <laughs>
3: I don't know. Here, here's the thing. I was freaked out enough never to call back.
2: <laughs>
3: I did not get that job. I did not want that job. I don't want a job with anybody who calls me during the ring. <laughs> that is a trap. Oh, <laughs> That's like walking into an empty house and be like, hey guys, I'm going to take a shower. <laughs> okay. Let's split up. <laughs> Zoinks.
4: Oh, jeez. Well, my, my pair, my American remake of a foreign film, would have to be Let the Right One In. Or Let Me yeah. In, I think it was in. Let, yes. me,
5: Let me In is the American Let, Let title. Let Me In is the American title. Let the Right One In is the original. So I
4: originally had seen the Swedish movie, I believe, Let mm-hmm. the Right One In, and it blew me away. I love vampire movies. Not sparkly vampires, not <laughs> vampires that want to have sex with young girls, but like actual vampires. <laughs> Like, real vampire movies, real vampire hey. stories. I have always felt like it's a really, really powerful opportunity to investigate, you know, things like, you know, multiple different lifetimes, multiple different ages of humanity, you know. And also, my one of my most favorite things about the whole vampire genre is the idea of being done living. Like, ha- like having the luxury of being able to live as long as you want and getting to a place where you're just finished. And that's something that is investigated real heavily in some vampire stuff, and I think that that's really cool. So I've, for a long, long, long time, been a total sucker for the vampire thing. Along this comes this movie, and they're like, "This is the greatest vampire movie in years," and then I'm thinking to myself, "Deal, I'm watching it." And so <laughs> it was I, really good. Yeah, and I turn it on. It's it is totally not what you're expecting. Mm-hmm. It is incredibly good, you know, and just very powerful, very moving, and and for the most part, really kind of like a human drama kind of with, with this mix of just this old pain of being alive for so long and so struggling and having to eat people to live. And it's just it's a great freaking movie, and you should totally go see it. And the American remake, where the young girl was played by Chloe Moretz, mm-hmm. of kick-ass fame, mm-hmm. and, you know, she did such a good job. And it was such a great remake of it that I would really say the movies are interchangeable.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Most of the time, I find myself liking the foreign film better for some reason. Maybe it's just because there's this this allure to something different, you know, and that it somehow it feels more, you know, classy or well put together. And that could be an element in it. Uh, but I do think a lot of the time the American movies, they're less patient. They don't let that buildup happen. The foreign films yeah. almost have this kind of independent film feel where they're willing to have these kind of slow moments and have these long buildups mm-hmm. and, and be not like always moving at a fast clip action scene every couple minutes, like you were saying before, Joe. Both of the movies are totally, totally fantastic. They're just as good as each other. And that's not something that I would say normally. I normally way, way favor the foreign film. And so let the right one in or let me in, watch either of them. Let the right one in is has a little bit of a different feel to it. They're both worth watching. Like I mean they're that they're both that good. But you know I wouldn't say watch this one or this one. It's like that you should see them both. They're both really good movies. So that's my choice.
2: Okay. Yeah. Awesome.
4: Yeah. So, kind of kind of fun subject, and you know, I have to I have to kind of admit that sometimes when a podcast is coming around the corner, we're like, "What's the next subject? Movies? Oh man, what are we going to talk about?"
0: <laughs> you know? I think that's happened on the last couple of movie. Podcasts, yeah, the last couple like, of oh, movies crap. of
4: podcasts have happened that way. You know, it's funny because a lot of the time, movies like we cover movies elsewhere on the website. We've got reviews. Mm-hmm. We've got quickie reviews. We've we, got the Jaden Bias a reviews. a lot of movies. We watch a lot of movies. And so for us to have a podcast about movies, it's, it's tricky because we record about a week before we release. And so it's difficult to be timely. And so if you want to have a movie, you want to have like a movie podcast, it should come out like a day or two or the day of a movie that just got released. So far, we don't have the luxury of being able to go to early screenings and things like that. So maybe that'll change someday. But for now, we're left with the trick of trying to figure out, man, we need to do something interesting.
1: Something okay. worth listening to. A little to. theme, a little shtick, if you will. <laughs> exactly, but not... Well, b- if you want timely, guess... Well, nah, fuck it, I'll just tell you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I win! Ke-
1: woo Keanu Reeves Aww? is remaking... <laughs> 47 Ronin. Nice! Uh,
5: <laughs> he's also making another Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, yes!
0: And it's actually supposed yes. to be kind of like darker. Um, yeah.
5: I'll watch Bill and Ted's yeah. Excellent Adventure. I love Bill and right. Ted's I'll Excellent right Avengers,
0: Oh, so good. Too oh, bad Keanu. no
4: Rufus. Oh, Keanu. God. <laughs> well, I think that that brings us to a close of the 22nd episode of Geek Life, Pandamega.com's Varium
0: podcast. But Ryan's looking at me like he wants to say something. I thought you said 27th, then. we 27th. are not quite there yet. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, we just had episode 21. Don't you remember me? Hungover, passed out on the couch. Yes, so, cold. And then
4: yes. El, El- Panda de Muerte visiting with us.
3: Clearly, it was a really great podcast, because he doesn't remember. <laughs> exactly,
4: exactly. Well, anyway, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, looking forward to seeing y'all at their, our next event whatever that may be is hopefully we'll see you guys at the coming cons on sacramento or at the uh, midnight cast and-,
3: and if you do see us come up and say hello you'll recognize us by our shirts and we're always really excited to meet our fans
4: we totally are mm-hmm. we have met one of our fans live and that was probably one of the greatest moments of our lives yeah
0: <laughs> i'm gonna and- throw this out there to the geek life listeners at our assassin's creed midnight release party You come up, you find me, the Brian, figure out which one I am. I will give you, the first person who does, it's like, hey... You're the Brian I listen to Geek Life. I will give you a $10 gift card to uh, GameSpot Ooh, on the spot right there. Nice, nice, nice.
4: We still are yet to oh, get Oh, and no
0: roommates or significant others of any podcasters in the Geek Life crew are le- eligible.
3: Oh, damn yeah. no. <laughs> I've got this game that's
0: $17. Boy, we're
1: prohibited. Boy, prohibited. Exactly.
4: Right, exactly. Actually, come to think of it, we still haven't received an email from the gentleman <sighs> we met at Sac Anime. So if you're listening, make it. sure to email us at
0: geeklife at geeklifeatpandamega.com for your free t-shirt. And if you want, I will give you a framed autographed picture of myself.
3: Oh, you're bringing them back?
0: I am bringing He's that back. Bringing it back.
3: This is exciting, guys. Autographed the Brian pictures go for mucho money on eBay.
4: They do. I miss my autograph Brian t-shirt. Uh, not t-shirt. The picture. Picture.
2: We need to make t-shirts.
3: Oh my god. i have an autograph the
4: t-shirts as well. I'm pretty confident that we need to make a t-shirt of the T-Rex.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think we're gonna make a I'm gonna have to draw a t-shirt of a T-Rex looking surprised. <laughs> <laughs> and under it's gonna say, oh
2: fuck,
3: zombies! <laughs> I mean the hell out of you personal Panamanga meme.
4: Oh, wow. That's so good. We still need to do something about the, the wizards. We need to come back to that. Oh, yes, yes we, we do. do. Oh, boy. Alright, we'll, t- we'll fill you in on that later with Jess. We'll
2: okay, having... thanks. Well,
1: if, if Keanu Reeves can pull off 47 Ronin, then he just, he's a fucking He's witch. a fucking wizard. <laughs> that's All right, that's well, the only way that's happening.
4: <laughs> well, I think that's it for today. Thanks for listening, you guys, and we'll see you next time. Good night!
0: Thanks for listening to Geek Life. We always love to hear from our listeners. Please email us at geeklife at pandamanga.com with your questions, comments, and insights. Anyone interested in becoming a PM contributor, visit our contact page at contact.pandamanga.com and complete the form located there. Music has been provided by Airplus Recordings. As always, links to the artists and songs featured on this episode are available in the show notes at podcast.pandamanga.com. If you'd like more information about AirPlus Recordings, visit airplusrecordings.com. This is The Brian, and we'll see you next time.
5: It's a good one, if you don't mind uh, necrophilia.